Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2014 in two weeks and beyond. I am Ryan. With me always is Brad and James. Fuckface. Um, <laughs> oh, you made it sound like I said fuckface. I know that's awesome. How's everybody doing this week, guys? Talented. Good. Uh, what? <laughs> How you doing this week, Brad? I, I'm I'm all over the map. <laughs> uh, I'm trying yeah. I'm trying to help you know. Just I want it to be natural. I want to just have a conversation. You know, ease people into our podcast. Every week we go see a new movie, and I want them to know that we're normal people. This week the movie we saw was A Million Ways to Die in the West. So how you doing, Brad? I'm I'm trying struggling to keep up. I got I got a million things to do to get ready for Denver Comic Con right now. Like die a million times. Oh, Ooh. look at this witty guy! Wow, oh, yowza! Yeah. James, how are you this week? You were in Canada. Yeah, I was in Canada. Was everybody nice up there? Are the rumors true? They were pretty nice. Vancouver is a very diverse city. Like going from Denver, where everybody's white, to a place where not everybody is white. It was. I saw. Careful. No, no, (laughs) what? No, no, I saw uh, a diverse group of people outside your apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they're around. I'm just saying, like that town, like. It's a lot of people there. It's big too. Yeah, Vancouver's it's, pretty. It's really big. Yeah, it was really cool to be there. Um, so yeah, a little more mellow than your last trip. Yes. Yes. Good. You look. You look a little more awake trip. this time than your oh, last then one. After the la- yeah, the last one took it out of me. You know, being in New Orleans for a week is not recommended. For and that's anyone. hot and sticky in New Orleans. You know, that's oh, sucks. it's super gross. Yeah, because like it's it's humid in Vancouver, but it's not like killer humid. You know, like it's pleasant. And you know how like. New Orleans has a funk to it. Yes. Oh, yes. They like, stand like in garbage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I, there's I garbage I've been in there. the streets. Yeah, they, they just put their garbage on the curbs in the streets. And it, on Bourbon and it Street, it seems like you could sun. you could take yeah. like a scraper, like a paint scraper, and just scrape off layers of filth. Yeah, you could, but you wouldn't want to. It's cum. <laughs> just Mardi Gras cum. It is. <laughs> it's over. really festive, though. There's lots of confetti and stuff in it. And <laughs> you know what? Hey, have fun. Finally, the blueberry Ryan, release of Johnny Knoxville's Ringer. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was just noticing that they're releasing the Ringer on Blu-ray this week. Yeah. Spoiler. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. For what we do, we also talk about comic books you should be reading, movies we watched this week, box office numbers, real news. Hey, do you guys? Um, I know Brad, you don't care very much, but because um, you haven't played The Last of Us, oh. have you? Did you see the video of the girl asking the lady who plays Ellie about things, and it made the girl who played Ellie cry? No. It was awesome. Oh my goodness, that sounds good. It, I mean, awesome in the fact that it is really heart, you know, yeah. touching and stuff is great. She was talking about you know how Ellie and uh, what's the other girl's Riley uh, share that uh, thing, and then yeah. Um, she said, if I would have known that earlier, it would have been easier for me to come out because that's how much it meant to me. And So it's really cool. And it, and it made the actress cry. It's a really sweet little video. You check it out. That's really cool. It's trending right now. Um, but yeah. Anyways, you know, we also play video games. Have you guys played Mario Kart 8 yet? Fuck. No. It came out it's, yesterday. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I played it as soon as I got home at 6. 
and I played it to like midnight. Yeah, but I would have had. <laughs> what to was the break of the break uh, for a movie and, and taking my wife to dinner in between? Yeah, if I was making a DVD for us, I, I probably would have time to do it like you. Yep, no. you should be cool like me. Um, I would have had to go out and buy a Wii U for that. So. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. The tracks are I like have it to you already. It's awesome. Yeah, like the tracks are seriously vertical. So it's like you're on a roller coaster, well, and there cool. and the my favorite course so far that I've raced on is called Shy Guy Falls, and you go up like waterfalls and underwater, dude. It's badass. Are there at least new maps this time? Because that's yeah. why I hated the last one. It's the, a, the Wii one. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. What's really cool is they have 16 original courses, then they have 16 old school courses. But the old school courses they update to have the like 3D vertical stuff, and yeah, it's pretty awesome. And it's it's beautiful. The game is gorgeous. Cool. So pick up Mario Kart 8. <laughs> but if we had a video game segment, that would be your recommendation. That would be my recommendation. <laughs> if we were a video game podcast. Hey, we can talk about whatever we want, guys. This is our podcast. Yeah. In under an hour, though, because we got to go. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you don't care about your job right now? What, what are they going to fire me for coming in, not being there on a day I have off? Fuck them. Um, anyways, let's start the show. I would start it with fan mail, but nobody fucking likes us. Did you guys see that someone unliked us this week on Facebook? That, you what? can do that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you you know us by the number? Or uh, do you well, know who it was? I don't know who like it was. There's also... Letter. Have you guys seen the charts and everything on it now? No. No. Oh, it's pretty badass. Uh, on Oh, Brad, you can do it. You have an iPhone. On your iPhone, you can select like your insights, and it'll tell you... Well, we went from 401 to 400. I don't know who disliked us, but... Oh, wow. I was say who fucking did it. That's cold blood. We'll hunt them down. What jerks. It's probably bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't like how you boys talk about. Anyways, what if it's a profile like that person died and like their Aww. family deleted their? Why would profile? you say that, Brad? You are a piece <laughs> of shit. So horrible. Just thinking outside the box. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, I'm so sad. My daughter died. I'm gonna unlike Real Nerds podcast because of it. <laughs> I'm so racked with grief. I'm gonna unlike all her things. Or just delete their profile. Uh, I just feel so they can't guess now. Hmm. Would yeah. you, if you delete a profile, would make you unlike things? Maybe. Probably. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, how can you like things if you don't exist? But if they're still alive and they did it just because they don't like the show anymore, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Well, they wouldn't hear us anyway, so <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Did just announce some Doctor Who people for Denver Comic Con, too. Yeah. That chick's really pretty. Maybe I should watch Doctor Who. No, wait a minute. Doctor Who is horrible. Time to start the show! You're the worst. <laughs> and this is a stuff, because I already spoiled it, that's coming out on Blu-ray next week. DVD releases in Blu-rays. Uh, Lone Survivor <laughs> is the big one. So this is your chance to go watch that movie if you didn't see it in theaters. I, 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 think, it would, I think it would work on, on a DVD as well. The only yeah. hit Taylor Kitsch has had where he bombed. Oh, fuck. Boom. I didn't see Boom. it. I'll assume he did that <laughs> in the movie. Uh, oh, he died horribly. Horrible. Uh, RoboCop. The remake of RoboCop. Is that one you're going to purchase, Brad? I know you're a big RoboCop fan. I don't know. I, I did like it. Yeah. Are they but, releasing like an R-rated version of it? Uh, you know, shoot that. I yeah, I'm almost. I, I might hold out just because it's such a standard release that you know it's, it seems like with those movies that where they would have like a special extended edition. Yeah, but also yeah, was it was it big enough where they're going to release another version of it? I mean, I mean would it make like sixty mil? Well, they're not making a sequel, I don't think. So <laughs> the the box looks nice, but yeah, it doesn't say anything about extended versions. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Son of God, that that re-release of the the TV show. Oh, we can just. Stream the Bible yeah, you could on just Amazon watch the Prime, Bible and you'd actually have more of the film. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Attack on Titan uh, Part One, which is a, I believe it's an it's an anime that was very popular and was doing the sort of indie circuit for a while. 
Um, the entire season of Breaking Bad is getting a re-release in a cool little box set this week. Yep. Uh, the final no. Is it the final season of True Blood? True Blood? It's the it's, sixth season. Is I that show canceled yet? I think they're shooting the final season. I don't, okay. I don't watch it. I don't know. Sixth season of True Blood this week? I told you the only part of that I've ever seen, and I've seen like three clips from it. Yeah. And it's always when I was going to Laura's apartment when she was in college, and as they were drinking some like juice thing, and it'd make them like fuck really fast. Yeah. And it's always like some people behind like this house. And it's always the same part. I've seen it, that scene three times, and I've never sat down and watched an episode of True Blood. Yeah. I, I like the first couple of seasons of that show. I think they're really strong. Um, but uh, I sort of dropped off after there became, like, there were fairies and shit, and it got weird. Um, anyway. That's not a nice way to talk about San Franciscoans. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh, oh. That's not what I Basketball was joke there, guys. Basketball. James, such a homophobe. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then the very last thing is the third <laughs> season of The Killing, which, I, fuck, how is that show still around? I think it's um, the fourth season, too. Somewhere. I know, I know. It just keeps on trucking. Um, Can't kill it, it. It currently has only one review on Amazon, and it's one star. But that's this week. Nice. Some stuff's happening in the world of cinema. We call this segment Real News. It's Real News! I was in Canada, so I missed some things, I'm sure. But there were a couple of, of interesting things that happened this week, for sure. Um, the biggest one, I, I, th- I think it's the biggest thing, uh, is that Thanos got cast. Um, and it's Josh Berlin, who has the chin for that role. Is, is he actually, is he, I guess he'd just be CGI'd, right? I mean, I guess he'd be like a Hulk kind of no. thing where he'd be on set, but he'd have all those blue dots all over him and... I don't know. I think, um, like, from what we saw at the end of the one, I, th- I think you could do it in makeup and just, like, yeah, I mean, you could. You'd, you'd, but but you'd Thanos bigger is, and, I think, and... eight feet tall. Right, exactly. So you'd have to, like, he'd have to be CG'd in, but, like, his face could actually be Josh Brolin's face. Here's some Marvel trivia for you guys, too. Yeah. Loki is actually seven feet tall, according to the Marvel official handbook. Really? I don't think Tom Hiddleston's that tall. Interesting. Is Thor also eight feet tall? Uh, no, Thor, I forget. I'd have to look it up. Man. Well, Loki is a frost giant, so that, that is, makes sense. That is correct, sir. Um, there's also uh, there's some rumors about weird remakes going on that I just want to talk about because I think they are hilarious. Um, and tell us something. I, I've read this when I got back from Vancouver and was pretty sure that we'd like flown through the Twilight Zone because not only are they talking about remaking Cliffhanger, uh, but in, in talking about uh, his sequels for Independence Day, Roland Emmerich is to also talking about remaking Stargate, a movie he made. <laughs> um, which is Kurt I, Russell coming back? <laughs> is he going to come through the Stargate? <laughs> for, based on how long it's taken him to make Independence Day 2 and 3, um, which he's been talking about since Independence Day, I have a feeling we're probably never actually going to see a remake of, of Stargate. I, I think um, we're not going to see it too because no one gives a shit. Dude, I... They made Man. like three TV series. I yeah, know. I know. I'm saying, but now, but I now, but who who cares now? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Stargate's really cool. I really like the original. I would love for somebody to make another Stargate film, but not like a remake of Stargate. Like, because mm-hmm. I never really liked the way they went. With, you know, it's that sort of very episodic version that they have of um, in the TV show. I never cared much for that. But um, I don't know. I, I like the idea. I think it's cool. I just don't like how how does a director remake it? Has that ever happened before, where a director has remade their own movie? Um, I mean, eh, Evil Dead. 
It's not yeah. even really. It's not even really. See that, but I mean, like things a, like that are the only, are the closest you ever get. A big misconception of Evil Dead Two is people think it's a remake. Right. It's actually they couldn't get the footage from the first one, so they retold the first one in like the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, and then took it up from there. Right. I'm just saying, like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It'd be cool to have somebody remake their own movie and see if it were any different than the first one. Um, but anyway, I think that's news. Unless I miss something. Did I miss something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then that's news. Yay. This is the stuff we watched this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? A couple things. Cool. Uh, Zoolander? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in years. <laughs> that's what I said. And it was on Netflix, so I watched it. And I remember I saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the end of it. I was like, oh, that's funny. And it's pretty much true the same time, second time around. It seems like a big uh, Ben Stiller inside joke for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's funny point uh, parts, but overall, I wasn't like, "Oh my, oh man, I missed that." <laughs> but, I, I remember it has some really later. bizarre humor. You know, it's really pigeonholed in a certain thing. You know, and you're right. I guess inside Ben Stiller joke. Yeah, where it's it, it's very much his humor. Like mm-hmm. if you, I'm sure then like he hadn't had a bunch of movies, but now that he's had a bunch of movies since then, and like in his style, like you see like a similar pattern of things and it was all right. And then I also watched the terminal cause that finally came to me on Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a movie like I own already um, on DVD and watched many times and on Blu-ray, like the colors uh-huh. <laughs> are so saturated in that movie. Um, like there's these whole scenes of like where everything's yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't remember that from in the a good DVD way or interview. a bad way. Uh, to me, it seems like someone didn't, white balance mm. on my tv when i watched it which but i was like oh no it's it's i get this i get the style it's supposed to be a warmer scene and everything because i was watching uh i think one of the featurettes where they're yeah. talking like uh, i was just gonna say Yanish Kaminsky, he, he, like they want to start the movie where, like stark and white like and then as he settles into living into the terminal like things get you know brighter and better mm-hmm. um but just compared to like my memory of the dvd in the film like in the theater like i don't remember being that that yellow in some scenes, but, um, and yeah, just such a great, like there's, um, I didn't write any, take any notes or anything, but I just, overall, some of the lines, um, and like their double meanings, uh, about, uh, I really like how intimate the movie is, Yeah, you know, for a movie that kind of feels like it's big cause it's in an airport. It's very small, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. But. And Tom Hanks's performance, like all the, I don't know nuances and like little gags of things he he encounters uh, along the way is just charming and yeah and again like the only downside is like Catherine Zeta Jones not her acting or herself but just her character just her. is so <laughs> such a pain in the ass to watch yeah um but that's real life for yeah. some people <laughs> <laughs> um sounds vague if you haven't seen the movie but anyway yeah. um just a great movie great music. Great performances, just one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, so it's good. Fa- Sam, it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I've, other than that, just Mr. Show. Start watching Mr. Show, Mr. Show again. I love, I love popping those in every once yeah. in a while. Just, to... but those are only on DVD, so I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, HBO, <laughs> yeah. give me some Blu-rays of this. I don't but know, they probably I, won't. Yeah, is it big enough for them to re-release it on Blu-ray? Yeah, and like the first season, you know, is, is almost like public access TV, yeah. like quality. 
So I don't know how much better they could make it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it could be a little sharper, I guess. But yeah, it's that's a fun show. Yep. Yeah, very creative. And that's that's it for me. James, cool. Um, I didn't watch much because I was in Vancouver. Um, but they don't, they don't I did get TV get, up there. They <laughs> do, and it's weird though. So like one night, um, one night I was I was going to bed and I was slipping around and there was some Garfield and Friends on. Because hmm. there's like a ch- channel called Teletoons that was just showing old cartoons. Sweet. Which the first night was awesome because they were showing uh, Inspector Gadget, which I adore. And then the next night they're showing Garfield and Friends. And I was like, I, I watched the end of some episode and I was like, the voices sound weird in this. Um, like they sort of sounded like the actors, but like something was just off about it. And then what I realized is all the music's different. Hmm. So different that the intro song is not the actual like Garfield song. It was like this real, you know, sort of lounge musicy song about friends and very sort of not not lounge music but like um uh Randy Newman esque mellower music. No, like a Randy Newman esque like, you know Catch uh, to eat some pizza. <laughs> yeah, no, like just this weird oh, friends lasagna. about like lasagna. song about like what friends are for and all that. And I was like, this is not maybe Garfield. you got a friend in me? Right, that's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> Um, it was weird. Uh, but what did happen last week is that the, uh, the second season of Hannibal ended. Um, and I won't, I don't want to talk too much about it cause I know that Ryan is waiting until I buy Blu-rays <laughs> so that he can finally watch this, this season, uh, which <laughs> is probably really good because every time a season of the show ends, I tend to look back at it, be somewhat puzzled. And then when the Blu-ray comes in, I watch it straight through and go like, Oh man, this thing is fucking brilliant. Um, and I still feel that way. This was one where they pulled out some crazy shit at the end of this season. Things that I was not expecting. Um, things that nobody... Because I've talked to other people about this show and nobody was expecting this. Uh, it was. It's pretty crazy. It's really, really good they didn't get canceled, though. Um, because assuming that this ending was like already filmed or they were already working on it and that there wasn't an alternative ending for them, if they had ended the show this way, I would have been absolutely furious because there's like there are people i don't know if they're dead or alive they're important people i don't know what's going on i don't know where people are like it it is a hell of a cliffhanger uh but i really love this season they um i I think i talked last week about the fact that they told the the story of of um mason verger from from hannibal uh which was different but also just a really cool, chilling story, and they're setting up some badass like other villains other than Hannibal in that in that uh, show. Um, so I'm really excited about where they could take it, especially now because I feel like if if things shake out the way I think they're going to shake out, they're going to sort of reset the status quo in some ways that will allow them to free the show up to not be um, tied down to just being for people who really like Hannibal Lecter and. Um, and the, those and like the relationships that these characters have with Hannibal Lecter, you could just introduce like other crazy fucking people uh, and have those people sort of be the arch for the season. Was it a, a the same length as the first season, ten episodes? Yeah, ten or eleven or twelve, something like that. I don't know off the top of my head, but um, yeah, it's a short season. I again. love the uh, the title cards for it. Yeah, they're like really simple, but they're really cool. Yeah, uh, very chilling and, and cool. And the, and the music. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give too much away. I just think that they, 
they set themselves up so that that show can change and be something different so that if you haven't watched it before, you could theoretically, I think, maybe jump in at that point. Um, I'm not saying for sure. Who knows what the first episode of the next season actually looks like. Um, I, just think, I just think it's cool that they're going to hopefully make Hannibal into a slightly different character than what he has been for these first two seasons. Um, so that's cool. That's really cool. I think you could probably jump in on any episode in that series from the first season, except for like the last three where they really kind of like link together. Yes. But the other ones are really um, standalone stories. So, yeah, I mean, this season is less likely because part of why that was true in the first season is that each episode you'd have some kind of a mystery and then there would just be little things uh, that would cue you into the fact that Will was going crazy. Um, and then this season, there's there are pretty big mystery pieces that they are always dealing with. So I think the second season is a little bit harder to do that. Um, but the story they ended up telling is, is pretty cool. Um, not what I was expecting. A lot of cool twists and turns, especially near the end. Cool. So definitely worth checking out. Can't wait till you buy it and I can borrow it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Cool. So that's all I saw. Wow. I know. Light week for the nerds. Yeah. Uh, I saw a few things. I, uh, Stay tuned to realnerdspodcast.com. I'm actually going to post a written review of the complete Chucky. Um, oh, cool. You know, I, I really wanted the Blu-ray set, and I held out for a really long time because it was $70. I'm like, God, this gonna, it has to go down, right? And so on Friday on Amazon, it was on sale for $27. i am like, fuck it. It's six movies, $27. Bucks. Yeah. Might as well do it. And uh, they're fun. Um, I'd say the first one and the last one are the strongest ones. Um Two and three are pretty good, too. Uh, three, not so much. But I, I just laugh because I I post it. Every time Chucky flips somebody off, I just laugh. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because he has, like, those little midget hands. And, um, uh, and the, you know, they, the Bride of Chucky is actually not too bad. Uh, Seed of Chucky is definitely the worst one. Yeah. Um, they're just fun. Whatever. It's about a killer doll. Right. Who says funny shit. Who should be really easy to defeat but somehow isn't. Well, he always sneaks. But that's why I think the first one was so effective. They kind of made it more like a thriller. Yeah. Where um, Chucky would be sneaking around all the time. Yeah. Um, and they went back to that in the in the last one where it's not so much where he's, you know, pulls out a knife and he goes, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm going to get you, yeah, bitch. And I'm then, like, chases you. I'm going to kill you, you fucking bitch. He doesn't really do that in the first and the last one. He does a little bit, but it's more of, like, stalking. and Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in The Curse of Chucky, which just came out, is he puts rat poison in someone's chili that's everybody's eating around a table. And so they're all eating it. You don't know who got poisoned. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool little scene. Um, so, yeah, it was fun. Um, I also got uh, The Complete Friends on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. Um, which I've really wanted for a long time. Again, it's a super expensive set. Yeah. And so I kept on waiting until it dropped on price. And it finally went down to, like, uh, I think I got it for $120 um, or 119 something like that. Some weird price on Amazon. And it comes in this beautiful hardcover book, and it comes in, like, a case, too. So, like, you have to open up the case and you pull the book out. Um, and what was really cool is I didn't know this. I, I read the book that came with it, and the creators of the show went back to the 35-millimeter negatives, and they made the show – it's now widescreen. And so, you know, it takes up my whole TV, and I, I, I'm sure it's wow. cropped. It doesn't look cropped at all, and the show looks wonderful. I mean, I'm just watching the first season right now, and it's – 20 years old. I cannot believe that show's 20 years old. Um, and it, it looks great. Um, all the colors are so vibrant. And one of the things that uh, Brad was talking about, how he got Dick Van Dyke on Blu-ray, uh, you can see so many textures now. Um, yeah. Like the, the sofas in the coffee shop have like rips in them and 
just so much more clear. And it, I, I love Blu-ray, and I love high definition. Going back and rediscovering shows that uh, looked good at the time, but now that you see them Blu-ray, I could never go back. I think and watch it in standard def because it yeah. just looks so freaking amazing. Um, I watched a couple other things. I, I watched Star Trek Two again, The Wrath of Khan, which originally was just Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. I, I read that the other day, mm-hmm. um, and. It's weird because it's now actually like crept in, I think, my top 50 movies. Really? Um, and I never thought I'd really like Star Trek. Um, but there's something about this movie that is just so fun. And I think Khan is such a great villain. Um, I mean, a lot of his lines, he's, you know, spouting Shakespeare or whatever. Yeah. But there's something so scary about him. And, you know, when you, when you see him in stills or something, he looks dorky. Yeah. But there's something that's really terrifying about who he is. Right. Um, and his, you know, when they first run into him, uh, and by the way, my least favorite character in the Star Trek series is Chekhov. I can't stand him. <laughs> like, yeah. There's just something about him. I'm just like, dude, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I really wish you he was a one. say that to Walter Koenig at the con this year. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I, I was, I kind of wish he was the guy who was like, who uh, shot himself <laughs> instead of Paul Winfield. Oh. <laughs> instead of Paul Winfield. Oh. Um, <laughs> But, you know, there's there's just moments in that movie that I, I love when Bones brings Kirk his birthday gift. And, um, yeah. you know, there's this, I, I don't know. You'd have to really see it, it to appreciate the movie and how cool it is. And I think it holds uh, up really well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the performances are awesome. And yeah. on Blu-ray, the battles and the ships look so great. Yeah. I think there's only a couple times where you see the black lines around the ships and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, you know, because it has a stigma about it, the Star Trek series, mm-hmm. about that it's too nerdy even for nerds. Only like super big nerds will watch it. Um, but you're really missing out on some great, great films. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen The Search of Spock yet. We'll see. I try to watch more, but um, I got distracted this week with meetings. Um, I'm excited for you to see The Search of Spock. That one's, uh, <laughs> that one's interesting. I'm going to try to watch the rest of them this week. Yeah. I, you know, after today, I don't have anything to do this weekend, and my wife works. Yeah. So I'm going to try to watch four of them. Cool. And so I'll open this. Do you think guys, I could get the uh, Next Generation movies and go right into them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, need yeah. to have... Especially I mean, if you watch Generations. Yeah. I mean, I mean I've, I've watched go through a them, few episodes. Go but. through them in order, so don't do like you did with, with the originals mm-hmm. where you sort of like start with the best ones. Like I would say go through them in order because they, they will walk you through those characters a little bit better. And Generations um, is almost like a te- like, like an episode of the show yeah. okay. with a bigger budget. So Yeah. Cool. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm excited for that because I ordered that off Amazon. And I, I, I was just asking you guys. I already ordered it, but uh, I was just yeah. asking if I'd be all right. I, I think that they... I think you have all the pieces you would need, like you know about Klingons and you know about like the, or if you, do, yeah, no, yeah, you do. Like you've got all the pieces, I think, so that you'll understand the universe well enough that the mm-hmm. characters will come, right? Cool. Like, Data's not hard to understand. He's a robot. Yep. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you'll really appreciate the Borg. When yeah. You see the when Borg. you get to yeah, when you get to two, they're right up your alley. Yeah. Nice. Man, um, nice. Speaking of Star Trek, though, a, a bit of news. I heard Jonathan Frakes might be. Directing a Star Trek TV series? Oh, cool. I didn't hear that. I don't know that if it was one of those. Like, I know he's transitioned Zerg to a director. Are, huh? Yeah, I know oh, he's he, transitioned to a director. He directed. He doesn't act. The, too he directed much. First Contact. Uh-huh. Did he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So he knows what he's doing. Well, Insurrection too, which people don't like as much, but I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Um, huh? No, I didn't. I didn't read about that. That would be cool if he. Yeah, if he got involved, I. He's one of the people in that whole circle that I trust the most. Um, so I think that would be really cool. James is looking up right now. I am. He is. Yeah, there's an article on Trek today. Um, Somebody say something. 
Fuck. <laughs> um, I also watched uh, this last week our friend Jonathan Tiersten's 30th anniversary Sleepaway Camp came out on Collector's Edition. And so I watched the making of it and uh, watching it, you know, you just because I've hung out with Jonathan quite a bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally Jonathan. And mm -hmm. uh, he's lots of fun in the making of it. Um, and then I went and listened to his commentary with Felissa Rose, who, is, who plays Angela in Sleepaway Camp. And it starts off normal. You know, he says, oh, yeah, you know, this is how I got an audition and blah, 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 blah. And then he goes into, like, Jonathan Tiersten, where he just starts saying weird things. And Felissa Rose has known him so long. She's like, dude, you are so fucking weird. <laughs> and, uh, but it's cool, too, because it's a really cool commentary, too, because they also talk about their on-set romance and how they uh, kept it going and how they would get on each other's nerves and they thought each other were cute. And so it's kind of a cute little uh, commentary track as well. Um, and the movie looks I, amazing. I mean, the first time I saw it in, a, in years was when we saw the 30th anniversary screening at Alamo. And this version of it puts it to shame. It's beautiful. Um, and some of the effects still hold up pretty well. Um, but it's really funny is, you know, JT was the killer in it. And there's supposed to be this, like, silhouette of him standing in the doorway with uh, coming in. And it's supposed to be obscured, but Blu-ray, like, made the resolution so much. You can clearly see it's Jonathan wearing a wig. <laughs> and uh, and even when they were commenting, they were laughing really hard about it. Because you can clearly see that it's him that's wearing a, a really bad mullet wig. <laughs> so that's it's, funny. Uh, so it's a really fun commentary. Um, so if you haven't, make sure you support our buddy. Because um, it also has his musical vi music video on it. Oh, very um, cool. It doesn't have Jonathan Tiersen's Human Barbecue, unfortunately. <laughs> but so fucking weak. <laughs> but you can but you can see that at Real Heroes at Denver Comic Con. We will be showing. We should probably show that episode, huh? Uh, yeah. If there's one of those, <laughs> you only get to play one. That should be it for sure. Um. Well, hopefully, if we could play two, it's probably be the, that one and the Denver Comic Con one. I think would probably. Yeah. But hopefully, we get to play them all. But just so you know, you can also go to Denver Comic Con and pick up your own copy of the Blu-ray DVD combo. Of Real Nerds Pacho Season 1. And Brad, why don't you tell the listeners about the special offer they get. If you pick up the Blu-ray DVD combo pack at Denver Comic Con from our booth, you'll get three bucks off. Nice. So how much will it cost then? We're selling it for $15 normally, so it'll be only 12 for you. Wow. That's awesome. And also, I can exclusively re reveal on Real Nerds Podcast right now that if you buy that with the t-shirt, 25 bucks. You Say get a t-shirt and the Blu-ray. $25. Wow. That with, is a deal. With great art by Brad. You know, this year is the 75th anniversary of Batman. And on our shirts, Brad has redesigned us as the Dark Knight is, ba Brad, ba is Brad. James plays Bane. So good of you to be here. <laughs> and I am, of course, the Clown Prince of Crime. So we're really excited. The shirt looks yeah, amazing. it's really cool. Um, the, the design Prince of podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Um, so, yeah, make sure you stop by our booth. Say hi. Um, we haven't figured out how we're going to display um, the stuff going on behind. It'll be a TV, a projector. We don't know yet. But you'll be able to see it for yourself. And you can record on our show, too. So yeah. any celebrities listening right now are like, ooh, I want a podcast to record on. Come to Real Nerds. I'm Tim Cruise, and I'm going to be wondering Dude, if Tom Cruise showed up, I'd get a fucking erection. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my goodness. In fact, it's funny. Oh as goodness. I was driving here, you Danger Zone came on. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then I got the erection. So, yeah. So that's, make sure you stop by. That's really uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, the last thing I watched this week is uh, my wife is a huge fan of Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. And... Uh, so Maleficent came out, 
and uh, and I have to is say, is it in the, some way tied to Tim Burton's? Um, the di- the director of it is the uh, was the production designer or oh, okay. something on that yeah. one, and for the Oz. Um, and here's the thing: that the movie when Angelina Jolie as Maleficent's on there is really good. Cool. Um, it's really well done. Um, the story's cool because it's not uh, the, the story is is she's a fairy and she over she rules over the moors which is outside the kingdom in sleeping beauty um and so she befriends isn't she in snow white who maleficent? yeah but this is like before no maleficent is sleeping beauty yeah 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 but this is yeah um so the a little peasant boy named stefan befriends her and oh, she right god damn <laughs> boo yeah it's got it boo and uh and so she doesn't. They don't trust humans. But then she starts trusting him, and she kind of falls in love with him uh, over the years. And then uh, Stefan goes away, and he comes back after they've all grown up. And the king for the kingdom is trying to overrule the Moors, the the fairy creatures, and all that stuff. And Maleficent turns him away and makes him look like a fool. So his dying wish is: if someone kills Maleficent, they will inherit his kingdom because he doesn't have an heir. And so, uh, what's the guy's name from District 9? Charlotte uh, Charlotte Copley? Yeah, he plays the older Stefan, and he uses Maleficent's trust in him to, uh, he doesn't kill her, but he takes off her wings, mm-hmm. and so she can't fly, so she's, uh, so her trust in humans has led her to be, like, scorned, mm-hmm. and, uh... And that's when the movie gets really, really interesting because Angelina Jolie, I'm not joking when I say she owns this role. And um, and it's really, there's some parts that are really well done. Um, the director, though, needs some work on some things because mm-hmm. it's his first movie. And I don't know why, if I was Disney, I would not give a $200 million movie to a first-time director. Yeah. But then you can also get stuff like the Godzilla movie. Um, yeah. But it's just, and it falters at some points. Everything with the three uh, little fairies is horrible. Um uh. And I think the rating, it's PG, really holds it back. Because um, they try to interject the the fairy godmothers are trying to be, you know, oh, we're so funny. And it just comes across really lame. Yeah. Um, and so even uh, parts with where Maleficent is trying to be evil, it's it's like, oh, there's like chains on it because they're trying to make a PG movie. Yeah. So it's not quite as scary as it could be and it's not quite as violent as it should be. Um, and then there's some rules that I don't understand um, she's a super powerful fairy where she can turn a raven into a person, a raven into a wolf. Yeah. But she can't, she, a weakness of the fairies is she can't touch iron or something. Huh. So she's surrounded by iron at one point with Stefan who comes in like to kill her. So I don't know if her powers are weakened by iron, but it doesn't make any sense because if I was her, I would just, she like, at one point she flicks her wrist and blows people away. Yeah. So I don't know why she just wouldn't do it anyways. Um, weird. But yeah, so there's a little inconsistency issues, and um, yeah, and the fairy stuff is horrible. But <laughs> I mean, I, I was actually surprised how much it was kind of fun to watch. Cool. Um, and, and the makeup's done by Rick Baker, and it's fucking fantastic. And it's um, yeah, and Angelina Jolie is really good. Cool. And it doesn't look like she needs to eat in that. She actually looks like you know healthy. When I saw Salt, I'm like, I can't. I would never believe this girl could beat anybody up. <laughs> She's just like as skinny as my fucking finger. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you're Looking for a different movie, you know, see it. A lot of people have already seen it. So, so Jonathan Frakes is making a new TV show, but oh. you were you were totally like you you 
got my hopes real high, oh, and then they were Trek. dashed. Not only is it not Trek, it is a TV show based on Noah Wiley's The Librarian. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just derailed the podcast. Oh, man. No, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm sure Librarian I'm sure it'll be very happy, well directed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure all the fans of Librarian Curse of the Smithsonian or whatever <laughs> that thing was called. <sighs> When we want to find out what was the number one movie in all the land, we go to Box Office Mojo and tell you the box office stats. This is the box office stats. Heaven is for real came back, guys, in its 12th week of release. Mm-hmm. Number one at the box office. Uh, No. No? no? Did no. I read that wrong? Mm, yes. Yes. It yeah. Was, it was I mean, if that th- happened, I wouldn't want that future. It was number 10. Yeah. X-Men Days of Future Past was the number one movie. Uh-huh. Lots of money. Right. I but, mean, it's, uh, it's a disappointment because it only made, what, $96 million? It didn't get the 100 uh, it was supposed no, no, to. 110. No, oh, that's over four days, though. That's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. The weekend, yeah. You're so, right. pff, what a disappointment. Yeah, they should stop making those, I guess. I know. Nobody likes them. The good thing is that the movie we saw, Divergent, is still hanging in there at number 14. Nice. Yeah. I know. It's just, I mean, these days when a movie makes $110 million in four days is just... A slap in the face of movie yeah. covers. Well, but the, it is the most expensive movie that Fox has ever made. And they've already made their money back, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> I mean, how much has it made overseas? It made half overseas before it was released here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't care. It'll be fine. They'll, and they will keep making more of them. What's it How much is what's it total at worldwide? Uh 360? Yeah, it's already made its money back. Yep. And um, the marketing budget and Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, now, it's so a, it's, it's at least yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I, I really hope the Spider-Man franchise can survive. Would it? Oh, it's only going to make two hundred and like twenty million dollars this time, or two ten, or whatever it's going to end. Yeah, I really hope it'll survive. <laughs> you know, oh, the eight hundred million worldwide. Well, because here's the thing: <laughs> so great. if if they don't make another one, what are they gonna make? It's all they do now is pump out their you know their comic book movies. Like, speaking of comic books, James, you have a comic book this week? No, it's your week. Fuck. This is a comic book you should be reading. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Don't don't worry, guys. I got it. You, you look at me like, oh, is he going to be able to pull one out? You know how many comics I read? Fuck. I can pull a comic anywhere. Um, I'm actually going to talk about one that's a little different, and I was actually surprised how much I really liked it. Um, Marvel, every summer, has an event comic. Mm-hmm. And lately, they've been, meh, you know, not really yeah. that exciting. Um, but the event comic for me is original sin and it's about the watcher and the watcher is this all powerful being who watches over earth and in it, he's assassinated by somebody Hmm. and, uh, they can't figure out who, and the Avengers go to the moon to see who killed the watcher. And it's like a investigate. It's like a mystery and they're all picking up like brain matter and trying to figure out what shot him and who could kill him. Um, and it has a lot of, uh, villains and, heroes in it saying well who, who, someone could kill the watcher because the watcher in real life is like 30 something feet tall and yeah. can blow out his eyeballs and stuff and it's yeah it's really well done and it's a really cool kind of mystery murder mystery um it's interesting and i didn't think i'd like it i actually picked it up because um i don't know why i did to tell you the truth i was like <laughs> i'm gonna get the marvel original sin because it's just a different tell i mean i don't think i've ever actually read a watcher tell i've seen him in issues but I don't really know anything about him. I know he re- literally watches the earth. Yeah. And he's really powerful. But I don't know what he does. 
I feel like, and aren't there, isn't there more than one? I thought there was more than there one. There is. Yeah. There, he's like, he's like the one that kills the big bald headed one is like yeah. the most known one, like a, a Roru oh, okay. or something. Oh, yeah, for, it's like U U R U or something. Yeah, yeah. I forget. Um, but it's a really interesting tale, and it's written by Jason Aaron, who I really liked. He did a Spider-Man Wolverine crossover. Yeah, Jason Aaron's great. Uh, where uh, Spider-Man and Wolverine were in alternate realities constantly, and it turned out it was Mojo, this really obscure hmm. X-Men villain who was putting him on reality TV, and when they found out, they punched him, and he got knocked. It was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> they just punched him? Yeah, because well, they had this huge like buildup, like, what's wrong? Why are they going back in time? And they keep on dying in these little things. Hmm. And then you find out it was just Mojo fucking with them, and they... Um, and also, too, the new Ultimate Spider-Man had a really interesting reveal in it. Really? Um, yeah. Peter Parker is at the end of it. <sighs> yeah, I saw that online. Um, and, and Norman Osborn's back. But that's all inside of Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man, right? And Norman Osborn's Shit. back. God damn it. But he did such a good job killing Ultimate Spider-Man. And the whole sort of idea there was like, no, this time it's for real. Like, this mm-hmm. is a way where we can kill Spider-Man and make it real. And now he's back. And make it cool. Yeah. And, you know, I knew the Green Goblin was going to come back because I remember when I was reading The Death of Spider-Man. Yeah. The panel keeps on going closer and closer to the Goblin's face and he has a smile. Yeah. So you knew he was going to come back. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe, it doesn't it's, look, maybe it's, it's a clone. Yeah, it doesn't look like a real, it's, I, I doubt it'd be the real Peter Parker. Yeah. Or maybe it's Peter Parker from 616. Or maybe it's girl's cl- girl clone of Peter Parker got a sex change. No, she's still in that one. Spider-Woman. Well, I'm just saying. Maybe maybe mm. they haven't revealed yet. Maybe. That, like, when was maybe. the last time you saw her? She's in that issue. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, then never Boyard. mind. Um, but so, yeah. Those are two comics. Sweet. Original Sin's really interesting. Yeah, it sounds um, good. The second one I, it came out this week. I haven't picked it up yet. But What was the last um, like event comic that you actually really liked? Before this one. It's not all the way back to Civil War, is it? Um, maybe. Yeah. Um, that was the most interesting one. I really liked uh, Infinite Crisis. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an interesting take on the villain or the heroes. Um, but that's not Marvel. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> and was that before? I think that was before Civil War too. I think so. I don't remember. Yeah. I just know it was interesting. I think they may. Yeah, they were close. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I. I I remember them both happening. I just don't remember because yeah. they were both early in the days of me reading comics. Um, I, I did try to read Planet Hulk, and I lost interest. Oh, I remember that. Um, man, now you have me really thinking about the. L- oh, I really like Secret Invasion, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, that was I, afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I think Secret Invasion was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, yeah it's another mystery one. I, I think it's interesting when they the take, ideas of Secret Invasion were really awesome. Yeah, I think that they make it a mystery. You don't really know who killed them. Is kind of interesting. Yeah. And we'll see if it pays off. I mean, it's eight issues long, and they're doing two a month, so it'll be really quick. Cool. So we'll see. The art's really good. Who is it? Uh, Mike Niven? Mike Diodato. Oh, okay. Diodato. Diodato. It's like D-E-O-D-A-T-O. Diodato. Yeah. He did Amazing Spider-Man for a while. He's really good. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. This week... Ah, this went by fast, huh? Yeah, I know. We are blowing through this. Not that exciting this week. This week... We went and saw A Million Ways to Die in the West. Brad, should people go see A Million Ways to Die in the West? Uh, it's a bit long, but I think it's still funny. So, James? Huh. Um, yeah, uh, no. I, I'm only uh, hesitating because of what Brad said. No, I, yeah, I think this movie is really funny, and I don't even like Family Guy, but I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, do you have to rush out and see it? Eh, probably not. You yeah. Probably rent it. 
Uh, it's still it's different. I mean, you don't see very many Western comedies besides yeah. Blazing and Saddles. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to see something funny and kind of let lighten the mood, and you're in the mood of something different than superheroes. Yeah, yeah. I think there were some really really smart jokes in that movie that I do too. Really took me by surprise. So I think it's worth it. Cool. So here's a trailer for A Million Ways to Die in the West. Now you put that under your pillow and the tooth fairy will leave you a penny. <gasps> there ain't no tooth fairy, idiot. Now clean up that horse shit. Welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. The American frontier in 1882 is a terrible place in time. Oh, hey, look, it's the ice. Why is it so big? So it doesn't melt. It's actually really interesting how they do it. South so fast! Ah! Oh! There are a million ways to die in the West. Outlaws, hungry animals, diseases. You know cholera? The black shit. The black shit. Ouch! That came out of my penis! I would like to welcome a new member to our community. Welcome to our awesome town. What's with this fair? Every year people die. Really? Everybody hold still. People die at the fair. People die at the fair. Somebody in this town is going to die. Oh my God, somebody's going to get fucked up. Please don't shoot us on sex night. You beat this guy at a gunfight, you're going to be a real hero. I've never actually fired a gun before. I'm going to teach you how to shoot. First vagina. You've never seen one? Yeah, I feel like I should have a piece of cake or something. Yeah. It's it's that right there, right? Oh yeah, it's this. It's like from here to here. Oh. But that's just the outside. There's these folds. Okay, I'm gonna close the Bible now. I know you're here, Star. Watch and learn. Really do you have a death wish, don't you? Oh wait, wait, wait! Look at this. Look at our shadows. <gasps> we barely know each other, but hey, when it's right, it's right, huh? I'll give you a little tap on the hat when I'm good to go. Okay? What the? A million ways to die in the West. Basically, Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy plays a guy named Albert, who's a sheep farmer in is it Arizona? Yeah. Arizona Territory in 1882. 85? 85. Whenever. Whenever. Uh, no, it's got to be 85, yeah. In the it's got to be 1885, yeah. yeah. Why? Back to the Future. Well, back to the Future. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, Back to the Future, <laughs> but I think it says 1882. Yeah, I think, think you're right. I think you're right. Whatever. But, I thought but, it said Hey, Doc, can go back more than once, right, guys? <laughs> I'm just saying he's fucking with the timeline, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, the only thing bummer is they, I, I saw that in a trailer. So it, yeah. it Really? Ruined, it ruined that cameo. Well, yeah. there was a TV spot. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. It's Why a great would you cameo, reveal that? Though. Yeah, that's really good. And he even mm-hmm. says a line. He says, "Oh, it's a weather, you know." Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a weather experience. And then I love the transition. It actually played the Back to the Future theme yeah. in the transition. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah, they did that well. I yeah, I didn't know it was coming, so I thought it was great. Um, but anyways, he plays a sheep farmer named Albert, who's really timid. Um, he gets mixed up with the wrong kind of people, and he's involved in a couple duels. And um, Liam Neeson plays Clinch, who is a the most feared killer in the out uh, in the west or the territory yeah um and as he goes through town charlie's theron is supposed to stay there who's his wife 
and she teaches Seth MacFarlane how to shoot a gun. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I mean, you're right. I, I do think it's probably kind of long. The the thing I kind of wish it did more of is sort of poke fun at westerns in general, right? Like there wasn't there weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of jokes that you would only get if you'd seen a lot of westerns in your life. Yeah, it, um, there were some. And and it was interesting know. too because it is like him and Charlie Theron were in on this joke that mm-hmm. they're from like our time exactly, and they said, "Hey, this is in eighteen hundreds. It sucks and things like that." Right, but which that aspect of it is really cool, and that's kind of why I wanted them to to pay homage to westerns a bit more. You know, I was sort of I was sort of expecting more cameos from very specific more cameos that were very western specific right like there's a lot of weird cameos like when ryan reynolds shows up and gets <laughs> ryan shot. reynolds is my favorite cameo <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just shows up has no lines yeah he has no lines gets shot and yeah uh it's just fun uh yeah. i'm sure this is a scene that's funny maybe the ice is dropping on people that we're gonna play for you right now we live in a terrible place in time the american west is a disgusting awful dirty dangerous place look around you Everything out here that's not you wants to kill you. Outlaws, angry drunk people, scorned hookers, hungry animals, diseases, major and minor injuries, Indians, the weather. You, you can get killed just going to the bathroom. See those guys over there? The guys who work in the silver mines? See what they're eating? Ribs doused in hot sauce. They eat hot spicy foods every meal of the day. You know why? Because their palates are so completely dulled from inhaling poison gas 12 hours a day down in the mines. That's all they can taste. You know what that kind of diet does to your guts? They literally die from their own farts. Yeah, I mean the movie's fun. It, I, it, it wasn't like as a, as crack up of a movie as Ted was. I will say. Yeah, that. it's a little more um, of a. And the story's very loose. Like it's a lot of right. Like it's it's a series of gags, and then there's like these threads of this story mm-hmm. that kind of just kind of finishes at the end. Yeah, I mean because it it is definitely more of a Family Guy episode kind yeah. of movie. Ted had um, more of a like a story like in a character arc, right? And this one is just kind of like, hey, here we're poking fun at the West here. Here's a anachronistic joke, and then here's, yeah, yeah for yeah, a while. Dude, Runaway Slaves. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, there's just brilliant moments like that. Uh, I guess we, there's a part where they're at a shooting gallery called Runaway Slaves, uh, with these but, like super Samo horrible, super racist. But my oh. favorite was the smiling slave with a big piece of watermelon and then the yeah. logo. Uh. Um, it's horrible, but it's funny at the same time because, yeah. um, I don't know. <laughs> That's how people were back then? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and, and Neil Patrick Harris, I actually think, kind of stills the movie a little bit. I think he's pretty funny. When he's, when he's in it, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's in the, the trailer where he's like, oh, no, he didn't. But <laughs> that whole little scene where he's talking about it, I mean, they're really corny jokes. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, he pulls them off. He pulls it off so well. Yeah. Um, and as a really funny guy. And, you know, obviously he's the bad guy because he's has a mustache. <laughs> and uh, just <laughs> oh, goofy. No. Ralph Garman's in it a little bit. It's kind of fun seeing yes. him. Yeah. That yes. guy's the English teacher. Because <laughs> 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 uh, his line was, I took a fucking half day for this. Someone yeah. better die. <laughs> um, oh, and there's man. just uh, some fun little down moments. I'm always a big fan of yeah. comedies. Uh, I mean, I like the big jokes and stuff, but I'm more of a fan of uh, suave kind of dialogue and how, you know, stuff you might miss mm-hmm. throughout uh, the movie. Uh, I mean, even when Albert runs away and he's in the canyon, he's like, how the fuck do you build a fire? And he gets yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, just hit with the like some, something yes. like totally stupid and he's unprepared <laughs> yeah. for it. You want to get you some horse whores? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a cow. cow right? 
Or even his dad, when he farts, he's like, ow. <laughs> that came out of my dick. <laughs> yeah, just you get stupid. the fart needles again, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just really goofy. Albert, no more friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What'd you oh, do man. today? <laughs> what was it? Oh, what is, uh, sorry. Well, even even lines where he comes in and his parents are sitting down. He's like, "Why don't you two switch seats every once in a while?" Oh. Fuck off, because <laughs> yeah. they're always in the same seat. And where's your dad? Always burying himself next to my mom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> up on the hill. Oh man, and it's oh, cool yeah. seeing uh, Charlie Theron kind of be fun. Yeah, um, you right. know, I love seeing actors like that. Amanda Seyfried, you could have anybody in that role. She really didn't do anything in the movie. Yeah, it's too bad because I, I think funny. she's really talented. But yeah. Here she doesn't really do much. Uh, yeah, no. Well, she sucks on his mustache at one point. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> While he masturbates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People think I'm important. Oh, my social status is, is matters. Uh. <laughs> Just yeah. goofy things. Um, yeah. And then uh, you know, Django makes an appearance at the end. Uh, yeah. See, that's what I was. I was expecting more stuff like that. You know, because um, if you were going to make like a modern Blazing Saddles, I think some of how you do that is you get. You know, Clint Eastwood to show up at one point. You get, you know, uh, Gene Hackman, somebody Hackman. like that. Um, and they 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 pay homage to some of the little things, but the title um, card was totally the oh, the opening was definitely westerny. The, the music is pretty awesome. I think like it, yeah, uh, throws back to a lot of the the old music and the, all that. Like, I think it's CG, but it kind of looks like a matte painting. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I mean they they were on locations, but I really kind of doubt that they spent the money to go shoot at dawn at the uh, um, what do they call it the mittens right the ones in in Monument Valley right um, stuff like that where I'm just sure it's it's probably just a really good CG sort of mat um, but it looks cool like it, it harkens back to the old sort of um, Gone with the Wind kind mm-hmm. of mats um, but like. Then, you know, the way he defeats Liam Neeson doesn't really tie in with, I mean, it's, it's neat, but it's not like, it's not like a really funny, brilliant play on Westerns or anything like that. Liam Neeson's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I was going to say, he plays it really straight and he's actually a pretty good villain. I mean, totally. everybody else is kind of goofy and having fun and he doesn't even lose his accent in this. He just plays it yeah. completely straight. And he's just like, no, I'm here to fuck everything up. I mean, it does get a daisy up his butt, but <laughs> it's probably not even his butt. He's like, no, I'm too serious for this. Well, a know. butt double. Get a butt double. I don't know. I mean, he's pretty goofy. Yeah. I mean, I've he's if, in that if if you if you were going to get paid to have Charlize Theron put a daisy up your butt, I'd do it. Yeah. Would she actually tickle my butthole a little bit? That'd be awesome. Whoa. But <laughs> 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 no, Ryan, just be still. I can't. It feels so. <laughs> You're good. unconscious. Um, you know, one of my favorite little bits too is there's a part where after he meets. Uh, Anna Charlie Theron's character. And they're coming out of the, or walking out of the saloon. And he's like, "There's the mayor. He's been dead for three days, <laughs> yes. and no That's one it. even cares. Oh. No one even cares. <laughs> Did he even yeah. appoint a temporary mayor? There hasn't been an investigation. Oh, oh, good. Oh, good. The wolves are at least dragging the body away. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, I, gosh. I, don't, I love Seth MacFarlane, but I don't know if he's like a leading guy kind of person. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I think mean, I think he's got the. I think he's got the charisma and the timing for it. I think it might just not be this role, right? Because, mm. like, you remember that Ted, that's him. Well, yeah, know? I mean, he's a very but talented voice actor. it's just whether or not, actor. yeah, I, I think his 
His face doesn't necessarily do it, but his his comedic timing, the way he delivers the lines, yeah. is great. Um, if you switched him out for somebody else, I don't think it would have been as funny. Um, you might have cared more, but I didn't really need to care about the dude that was like pitiful. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, you know, I guess it's it's hard though to be kind of the straight guy in those movies. I mean, he has a lot of goofy lines in it, but, you know, it's more of what people are doing around you right. that will define the movie. Um, yeah. Every time that somebody dies around him. Yeah, you know, the the long-running jag of... Jag. The long-running running joke of people smiling in the camera. And yes. Yeah. He, he finds it for it's those her. observations about the Old West that, like, were really entertaining. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was the stuff that I wanted more of, mm-hmm. right? It was the jokes about, you know... Oh man, there's, he's smiling in his photo, and I hear he's not a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, even uh, Giovanni Rizzi's character, where he's you know meeting his girlfriend, and right. she's a whore, right. but they won't sleep with each other because they're good Christian people. And uh, <laughs> uh, Ruth, <laughs> let's fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah that that whole joke was was pretty good. Yeah, you, you know you always worry about jokes like that being played out, but for some reason it always worked. I think it's because the actors who do it. Yeah, I usually don't like Sarah Silverman, but I thought she was really good in this. Oh, yeah. Um, Not even in Wake uh, Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I like her in Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> You're cheating. <laughs> when yeah. I have to when I have Wait to see her, on. yeah, I showed him. <laughs> when nice. I have to see her and it relies on her being funny and not the, having the voice of an adorable child, <laughs> um, that's when I don't like her very much. I forget the name of the movie. It's the one with Seth Rogen and Michelle Williams. Uh, something last year. She's completely naked in it. Huh? What was it called? Uh, fuck. Uh, it's really boring. Uh, Seth Rogen. Except for that part, apparently. And Vanessa Williams. Hmm. Vanessa Williams? No, Vanessa. Yeah, what's the Michelle Williams? Michelle Williams. I was gonna say Heath Ledger's girlfriend. I remember. <laughs> I remember us talking about. Is this. that bad that you know he died six years ago and that's the only thing I remember her for? Aww. I'm sure he's still in her heart. Yep. And you remember her for being in a movie with naked Sarah Silverman? Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Next week we're seeing Edge of Tomorrow. Which oh, is actually getting really good reviews. I don't know if you guys have been seeing the stuff that's been coming out, but yeah. it's been getting that's really cool. good reviews. Good. I want a good sci-fi. Me too. And it looks interesting. They, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot of reviews. I say, you know, they're worried because it seems, you know, that live, die, repeat, where you're just constantly doing things over and over again seems yeah. bad. But I've been reading that it's like a sci-fi Groundhog Day, where cool. it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it seems very Philip Philip K. Dick. Yeah, where um, he, uh, I guess, eventually he starts learning and he kind of turns the tables and. Spoilers. Spoilers. It's not the same movie. It's not the same 10 minutes, like <laughs> yeah. f- 12 times. Which is weird. I, I think I, I, you watch the um, the trailers for it, and it's like they don't know how to sell it. Yeah, oh, totally. They're like, oh, this is Tom Cruise running in a big suit. Yeah. Cool. We swear there will be action scenes. We just can't show them because they're too much spoilery. <laughs> yeah. I, wonder how, um, I wonder if you could get away with showing people a 10-minute movie on a loop. Like billing it as a groundhog thing, but actually just showing the same exact <laughs> ten minutes over and over until yeah. see how long it would take them to get up and leave. Be fun. I don't know. Vantage point was close enough for me. <laughs> yeah, movie's not very good. You know, I was. It's cool though. Seems I've been, like a good idea. Uh, following on Twitter, Tom Cruise keeps on dropping by like premieres of that movie just oh, randomly. Yeah? Uh, doing like selfies with the crowd and stuff. Does he not go to premieres of his movies? Uh, he does. I, like I think he has a stigma that he's not cool, but I don't think he's not cool you know what i mean <laughs> like everyone s- s- talks 
there's like rumors that he's a jerk, but every time I see stuff with him, he seems like he's a really nice guy. Yeah. So I think people are buttheads. People are buttheads, yeah. They want what they can't have. And that's the ability to run and look and really cool. <laughs> I remember in Mission Impossible where he puts like the bandana over his mouth too because of the sandstorm. And yeah. He's and running he and jumping on cars and stuff. Yeah. Fuck, I love Tom Cruise. Oh, uh, man, I love running. Not for me. People don't like Tom Cruise or assholes. Fuck you, like Tom Cruise. See you next week, assholes. <laughs> Bye. Especially Bye. that fucking dick who unfriended us. What an asshole. He's dead, Ryan. God. Just kidding. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.